0: Welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. I am Anthony Piniello along with Giancarlo Wellino and Chris Martelli. And guys, we're a little bit salty. Tell us why. (laughs) Um, Well, yesterday we were
1: hoping to get a title. A championship in this city for the first time since 1993 when the Blue Jays won the World Series. We all know that that was very entertaining. And the Raps... Went on a 7 0 run in the fourth, up by six with two minutes to go. And Clay and Steph drop three straight threes, and they hold on to win by one to go to Oracle. Man, that was a tough loss. After that, I felt defeated. Um, But on the bright side, I will say the Raptors are not going to shoot five of 20, like five of 27 from three again. They're not going to shoot that bad. I'm confident in this group. I think we're going to, you know, we're going re- to regroup in game six. I think the Raps are going to take it just like how I predicted.
2: Yeah, just looking at the end of that game when Kawhi goes off and then they have that lead, it looks like, oh, my God, it's actually happening. Like when he hit that second three over DeMarcus Cousins, you can almost hear it in the crowd. Like they know this is freaking arena that's been cursed. For the last... Since it opened. Yeah. <laughs> like we've seen with Sundine on the Leafs when they went to the conference final and come back. And then Carolina eliminates them when Philly eliminates them in 4 to, you know, game six. And uh, this series with Boston. Now Toronto has a chance to finally win a championship in there. And what happens? Nick Nurse all of a sudden calls a timeout.
0: Oh, and, no. uh, <laughs> I was going to say, what was your initial thought when you heard that whistle? I thought it was Golden State that called it.
1: Remember Eric? What did he say it, again? Because uh, I remember uh, I looked at the the little tickers under the the logo, and yeah. it showed Golden State had one timeout left, and it showed the Raps had like four. And I said, oh, like timeout. And then Eric was like, oh, so Golden State called their last timeout. And I'm like, no, the Raps called the timeout. And after I said that, I'm thinking, I'm like, why would we call – we made the bucket. Why would we call a timeout? So <laughs> I feel like that kind of – took the motive like took the momentum out of the game and then Golden State just bounced on it like the champs they are and the thing i like about golden state is their championship mentality you could easily see is still there they're not going to go down without a fight um, we all know that they're very very injured um, they're a team that has battled through it all this year you know klay thompson was even injured game 3 comes back and he's back to his self DeMarcus Cousins had a great Game 5. Um, Kevin Durant, it's very unfortunate what happened with him. But I thought, you know, coming into this game, I said the last pod, if you go down 3-1, you have to make a ballsy move. And Steve Kerr did that, and um, he put KD in, and KD from the get-go was a nightmare. 3-3 three of three from 3 coming in, um, I thought this was going to be a long game. Uh, first half, they were around 8-11 of 11 from 3, not missing a lot. And then the Raps were like one of nine in the first but three. So they weren't hitting their shots. Simply Golden State was. And then, of course, when you have Serge Ibaka, a physical presence like him on Kevin Durant, it's going to force him to move quicker. And to, it's going to force him to do things that he doesn't want to do. And unfortunately, he moved too quickly and he might have torn his Achilles. And that is a huge injury for a superstar like Kevin Durant. And um Another thing that I do want to mention, I know that it's a very hostile crowd. You're up 3-1 and it's a final game, but I never want to see a crowd boo a superstar from getting injured. That's just not its not classy. It's not right. It's very disrespectful. This guy is one of the best scorers I've ever seen in the game. And you could arguably compare Kevin Durant to an Alex Ovechkin when you look at how impactful he's been to the NBA. So um, with that being said, I think with Kevin Durant go- going down with injury... I think this is this is Toronto Raptors. This is their this is their series to win, and I think they're gonna get it done. It's just a matter of you know regrouping, get a little more focus, get a little sharper defensively because their defensive game in this one was it was iffy. But again, no Kevin Durant in Game Six to me makes Raptors favorites heading into Oracle.
2: And I just think it makes it even better of an ending. I like that they could have won in Game Five, but now Kawhi Leonard two years later. Like, the same arena, the scene of the crime where he got injured. He took it two is. games already there. And now the last game that's ever going to be played in there could be Kawhi Leonard lifting that trophy. And you know that saying, like, the revenge is a dish, best served cold? Kawhi's going to serve that cold dish straight from Canada. Boom. Paul, oh, you're a
1: nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the thing that pissed me off last game, I just want to bring up some stats. Danny Green played 33 minutes. 0-4 from three, 2 of 2-7 shooting only 4 points in 33 minutes. That is not good. Even Kawhi Leonard, you know, what he did in the fourth, he basically carried the wraps to almost ending the series, but 2 points in the third quarter is not good. He shot 9 of 24 just didn't do enough. And Kyle Lowry, I love his work ethic. He shot 50%, but his three point yesterday 1 of 6, got to be a little better than that. But what is your what have your guys thoughts been on Kyle Lowry? He played the most yesterday. He played 43 minutes. Believe it or not, he did not foul out playing that much. So, um, yeah, we just what were
0: your thoughts on uh, Kyle Lowry uh, yesterday? That is pretty surprising because he got into some foul trouble early, like he usually. <laughs> he does. did. He but had three in the first. Yeah, I've said this before. He's the heart and soul of this team. He's uh, he's the kind of guy to usually take those block uh, those charging calls, and you know he comes up uh, late in games. He hit it, the one three he had right at the end of the game to keep the minute. you know you need Kyle Lowry to be big for this team it can't just be Kawhi so if you have to lean on someone else he has to step up for game six
1: well another guy that hasn't really stepped up the last couple games Siakam this game I thought this was going to be a game where you had to come out and you had to dominate and he didn't do it six of 15 shooting only 12 points for Siakam in this one so I know it's his second year in the league I know a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on him based on the regular season that he had but He's going to go cold some games, and it's normal. It's a second year. We, there's, we created this whole term called the sophomore slump for a reason. You know, People aren't going to be consistent every single year in their career. So Siakam had a rough outing. Powell has been invisible in this series. I haven't really seen a lot of him. Van Fleet tonight had 11 points off the bench, which I thought was very good. But guys, Serge Ibaka dropped 15 in 17 minutes. That was so Serge has been great in this series. He's just demolished cousins all all series and um you know now with kevin looney also being injured what do you think this means for demarcus cousins moving into game six do you see him potentially playing over 30 minutes in game six
2: and i think yeah this is going to be the difference maker he's going to have to play those minutes and he's coming off an injury himself i don't even think he's maybe close to 100 percent. he's farther along than kevin durant ever was in this series so oh yeah He has been playing well. I just think he's fatigued right now. Like, he's just trying to get back into game shape. And getting back in game shape in the finals is much different than, like, the second round or some higher-tempo team that they're playing. And I think Toronto now, I would love to see OG Ananobi. Like, he's been on the bench. I think he's active, but you haven't seen him in the games yet. I think if they put him in, or even if they risk it, like, two minutes left in the half that's a perfect time to put him in and give Kawhi Leonard some rest because he plays that similar style and he can go on Steph Curry or Klay Thompson and do a defensive job, or you can even go small and have him on DeMarcus Cousins and have Serge Ibaka move up. So that would be for matchup wise. I think Nick Nurse needs to look at that if they want to walk out with uh, the championship.
1: Yeah. I was just saying, um, cause you said game four, he was active yeah. OG and they haven't played him the last two games I'm wondering if they're going to play him game six or game seven, if it goes seven. Um, But for me, the interesting thing with golden state in this game was they didn't play a lot of their bench players. They didn't play your He usually, usually plays at least 10 minutes. They didn't really play Quinn cook that much. They played him like eight minutes. I think they usually play him a little bit more than that. Jordan bell played four minutes. McKenney played two minutes. So they really heavily relied on the starters. They, the Draymond played 44 minutes clay played 43 with a 50 percent hamstring um curry played 41 kevin durant gotta love that guy he dropped 11 in 12 minutes he went three of three from three and three of five in the game um i just got, i want to say demarcus cousin this game i think he, this he was basically their x-factor 20 minutes he went six of eight from the floor uh, and he had six rebounds and 14 points in 20 minutes so Cousins probably had the best game of his of the series for him here and I think if OG's gonna play, you're gonna have to cut out minutes to some people. Yeah. Who are you cutting out the minutes? Is it is
0: it Powell? Yeah. yeah, maybe
1: Powell. Maybe Danny Green too. Might have to cut him back a There's, little
0: bit. Does Green get a lot in the first place? Because you said thirty minutes in game three, but like I don't really notice him. I don't know if that's just him not producing or the fact that he's not on. Well, he played
1: 33 yesterday, but I think he only played that much because, again, Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet in the first had like three fouls each. True. So they were putting Danny on Curry, I think, I'm hoping in early in the three. game. Cause like game five or game four, sorry. He was like lighting them up on threes and he had six threes. Right? Yeah. And yeah, now this <laughs> game, like what the
2: hell happened to him?
1: Just didn't carry over. I just love the vision that Kawhi has for green too. Like some of the passes he gives to green and the open three and he can't finish. It's like, oh man, Kawhi's is
0: finding you every time and you can't finish. If you're, uh, you mentioned how the, they rely heavily, uh, on the Warriors, like they get a lot of minutes. Like Green played they were all forties. Oh, yeah, if you're Nick Nurse, do you just keep Kawhi on the entire time? Like what they did with Paul Jordan against the Raptors a couple years ago? Um
1: they
0: No, take no, off no
1: I, I don't I don't think I, I would not keep Kawhi on the whole game just because I think health wise, I don't even think he's healthy enough to do that. Uh, and if you're on a guy like a Clay Thompson or a Draymond Green all game, they're gonna physically wear you out. So I, if anything this is the perfect place where OG steps up and comes in and plays like 20. So you could have the mismatch because we all know Clay hasn't guarded OG all year. Clay's not going to know how to how he how he plays. So I'm hoping that OG plays next game just so we have the mismatch and Kawhi could have a little more rest and he could come in the fourth second half and absolutely absolutely torch them as I think he will in game six. I'm pr- I'm 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 going to say right now I think Kawhi has always been a better away player. I think he's been one of the better away players that I've seen in a long time. And I think he's def- I think he's going to shine. I think this is going to be his game. And I think he's going to He's gonna bounce back because game five, he shot nine of 24. That's just that's an off game for him. What do you guys think of after the game? Do you see, uh, what's his name, Bob? Uh, Bob like, Myers? Oh, yeah. the GM. The yeah. GM of, what, the, of the Warriors. What did you think of the press conference? I think it was more of like he knows how severe the injury could be and I feel like he put he's putting the blame on himself cuz he's the GM and he probably went to Curran said try and put yeah. him in even if he's not like 100% and you know all the media could say that he was healthy he looked good in sh- shooter it's shooter rounds he looked good in <laughs> shooter rounds it's not, there's no contact, there's no man-to-man, so it's a completely different thing when you're in the game, and I think he was just emotionally, like, defeated. He thought the he, he put the blame on himself, so I think that's why he was crying. I think it was more of a selfish cry, if anything, than...
0: Uh, what was that specifically about? I missed that.
1: It was, like, the announcement of what KD had. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he, he he came on, and he was, like, he's, like, a, he's like KD suffered a right... Right leg injury, or something, and he was like crying and like it was bi- like rarely looking up at like the reporters, he was just like looking down. He
2: was sniffling, but there were no
1: tears on his face, so he boosted it a little a bit, a little, so yeah, just a little.
2: No, but that injury though is very yeah. serious, though. So now, yeah. what do you if you're KD, then what do you do? Because now, let's say he turns his Achilles, that's what we saw Kobe Bryant that ended his career, really. He wasn't the same after that, so he's gonna be a free agent. I think he sticks it to the Warriors and takes a thirty one million, sit on the bench for the year because right now twelve months, let's say, that would be next June. He probably might not even play next year or the playoffs. So you take the money. I think
1: I think he'll play next year. I don't think he'll play over fifty five games, but I think he'll play next year and I think K D will I think he's going to land on the Clippers. I think he's going there. If it's not the Clippers, it's the Knicks. Um, A lot of people are saying he's going to stay in Golden State. I don't think so. I just think his time in Golden State is over. I think he did everything he did. And um, if this is how it was supposed to end, leaving the game, you know, you put you put your body on the line for your team. You go out there, you drop three threes and then you get injured. I mean, what else can you really do? Um, if I'm the GM, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving this guy a round of applause. He's a hell of an athlete and it sucks to see this happen to like the greats. Like I remember when Crosby a couple of years ago had like his third concussion. I was like, literally like, I was very upset. Like I remember it was Thanksgiving and it was like, Oh, Sidney Crosby concussion again. And I was like what does this mean for the game like this is like these types of injuries are like that impacts the whole league it doesn't just impact the player yeah it impacts like look what happened when lebron got injured in the year when he when his groin like look what happened everything was on lebron everything was on the lakers then you know you have all the trade talks so you could imagine if kd was still on this team next year what 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 would have been swirling probably right now it's like oh is KD going to get traded he's going to request a trade they forced him to play uh is he going to be the best score we've ever seen coming back so here's a lot of this is a a big injury a big injury for the
2: league get the 31 mil set up the whole year just to get back at the medical staff the owner collect 31 million dollars from and then say i'm going to go be a free agent and sign wherever i
1: want it's just it's such a shame man that it had to happen to him because like he's one of the best in the game and people were literally starting to say he's the best player in the nba like I was saying that I was saying he was the best player in the NBA, and now you have a torn Achilles. Uh, I don't know what to what to think next year because yeah. guys like Giannis and Davis are getting better by the day. Better, at Luka Doncic. Don't put him in the GO conversation, but one of Durant the best rookie seasons. Thirty-one or thirty? Thirty or thirty-one? He's he's young man. He's yeah. a young guy still. So when he comes back, that's a long layoff for him. What do you think? What do you think about this injury for him?
0: You think it's going to affect him? I mean, it would affect any normal player, but yeah, another 12 months, that's obviously going to take a hit. And he is still young, but you know, 30 years old, he's starting to get up there in age, still a lot of years left, but yeah, it's a tough one.
1: It's just one of those where you have to just shake your, like you got to shake your head and like you said with Kobe Bryant, I think he had that Achilles injury though. It was a little later in his career. It was like thirty four, thirty five.
2: Yeah, and then during the game.
1: Yeah. Gosh. So, and the fact that he shot those free throws after doing yeah, that, he's nuts. He's, he's nuts. Yeah. He's, he's nuts. He probably enjoyed it. It's like I like the pain. He goes, he's and like shoots Aw. free throws.
2: I'm gonna come back in the game, so I'll shoot the free throws. And he, he walked to the back like nothing.
1: Yeah, and he was a he's a warrior. Just freeze my lower body and throw yeah, me yeah. But Kevin Durant, um regardless if he leaves if he doesn't I hope he he has a nice speedy recovery and I hope he's back to the Kevin Durant before the injury and I hope he's that MVP type player even though he's a snake he's still a star so that's all I'm going to say on that but uh guys uh moving on game six I just want your predictions who is the x-factor and who is going to lead the way Kawhi is the x-factor and I think he's going to lead the way for the Raptors
2: and Take their first championship in franchise history, and then we'll see the parade maybe Friday or Saturday downtown. I think it has to be Kawhi. I mean, like, he was, he
0: was really good late in the game, but throughout the duration of the game, he has to really take over. I love what Eric said yesterday
1: when we're watching the game, and this is before the fourth, or maybe during the fourth, like early in the fourth, and I said, Okay, if the Raps win tonight, who is the, like, who's gonna win your MVP? And he looks at me and says, anyone like it, it's not i would not give it to Kawhi. i'd give it to kyle lowry and i love kyle lowry he's been the heart and soul guy here for since he got traded here but come on Kawhi leonard has just he sunk the sixers with that buzzer beater and he's like oh but it's a buzzer beater. i'm like yeah but still if he didn't hit that they're not here they're not here uh he's third in raptors all-time playoff scoring third in one year
0: <laughs> like that you don't you don't do that ever. You don't make it to the dance yeah. if it's not for the claw. Yeah. Y- you
1: literally don't. And I've tried to tell him that and he's like, "Oh, but you got to give it to the guy that's been through it all." Sometimes the guy that's been through it all doesn't get it done. And Kawhi Leonard comes and he just got it done and there's your closer and that's why we won the DeMar DeRozan trade. But with that being said, you guys stay tuned. Watch game six this Thursday, where I hope that it's the last game in Oracle and the Warriors will lose. Now we're going to go on to some depressing stuff. Some WWE action. Super Showdown made more money, more dollars than WrestleMania 35. Now, Piniello, I want you to take us through this pay-per-view. What was the expectations going in? And what was your end result?
0: I don't think people really had high expectations. The average fan, like the three of us, we kind of look at this and like laugh. It's just a very big house show. Yeah. And then a lot of the stories going forward, a lot will be forgot about. They won't promote half the show the next night on Raw, which they really didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the matches were okay. Nothing really stood out. The very last match was probably the most talked about thing. For the next day or two but yeah you want to get into the card and we can shit on everything so the
1: kickoff show we've seen this before and they've been battling for a while the usos and the revival the two best tag teams probably in wwe um the usos winning but apparently the match wasn't as good as expected it got graded a c plus um the usos actually won here was this the right decision does it does it really matter yeah it doesn't really matter i think they're gonna eventually
2: <laughs> feud for the tag titles but yeah it's just a pre-show match on a host show pay-per-view but why but
1: why why are these two
0: on the pre-show that's my biggest question my only question is why is there a (laughs) pre-show on
1: this well every every wwe pay-per-view has a pre-show now so this is true ever since what
0: 2012 2013 yeah yeah something like that off to make it sound like they're actually on the show yeah Yeah. meanwhile they're not but uh i think it's because they're a tag team and I'm, i'm not even kidding Yeah, they don't like Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling. That's bullshit.
1: (laughs) Universal championship match opened the show Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins. And obviously we saw Brock Lesnar still be heavily involved with the universal title. I don't think it makes any damn sense because he's not cashing in. He's going to be he's going to be the WWE champion. He's not going after that red title anymore. He had it for 600 days. He's tired of it um what were your thoughts overall on Baron Corbin in the match I thought he wasn't that bad I thought he looked pretty good at times but man you have Seth Rollins carry that match and I thought it was pretty damn solid but I want to talk about after the match when Paul Heyman came out and he fell that was that was I know that was planned because like you could just tell he fell and then Seth perfectly low blowed Brock and then that was basically it now I've been hearing for months and I even brought this up on on a podcast. Would you have Seth Rollins and Paul Heyman uh, would you have that a thing? Because I can see that happening. Like it's I, I could slowly see it starting to happen, having Seth Rollins be your universal champion and Paul Heyman his manager.
0: Would you like to see that happen? From a it, it would be a nice visual, probably, but I don't think Seth really needs him. I think you should give Paul to a guy like Brock literally, like, he can't talk. No. Like, at all. When he tries, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. So, <laughs> Seth can kind of carry himself. It's been a few years now, and he's getting used to it. Wasn't really the the mic guy in the shield that was all deaner. But, you know, he's been used to it the last few years with his heel run. I think he can carry himself. Maybe give him to a guy like Shinsuke or someone like that. I can actually boost him up. I don't think it'll do much for Seth. Yeah, I'm with you. I think...
2: He doesn't really need it. He's good on the mic, and he's good in the ring. I don't think it would do anything for his career.
1: Well, there's – there's, um, every time I think of Paul Heyman and, like, guys that he doesn't have to be with, like CM Punk, he didn't really have to be with him. But he made it – like, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. As so, much as we love that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Like, I, like I was look, I'm i looking back at that, and I'm like, at the time, I probably didn't want that because I loved Punk as that, it, that individual guy that would just – roast you on the mic but then he had Paul Heyman to kind of rub it in your face so I feel like if Seth and Paul Heyman did a line together and Seth was the top heel on Raw I think that would be pretty fun I think that would be pretty funny but a lot of people are actually tired of seeing Paul Heyman believe it or not like collab and Steve like Steve loves Paul Heyman but I remember he said to me not too long ago, he was like when is that guy gonna like leave <laughs> like when is that guy done and to me, that was this whole show. A lot of people in this during the show, I'm like, when the hell are you leaving? <laughs> don't come back. But yeah, the next match was the Demon Finn Balor versus Andrade for the IC title.
0: Um, who do you think was
1: the MVP in this one? And uh, was it the right call?
0: I think so. I don't think you can have uh, Andrade beat the Demon, especially on that kind of a scale. People would get very upset if that's how you would end the Demon streak. But they only gave this like no more than 12 minutes. And I, their match on uh, on Raw when Andrade came over before oh, they man. moved them back to SmackDown a week later, I thought that was actually better. It's just again, this is what's going to bite them in the
1: ass every time is the time frames, and uh, that's what we saw with AEW Double or Nothing. The time was perfect. Everything gave they gave it time and they made it work. WWE on the other end, they always got to give it to the hot like the. I don't know, like the Shane McMahon match, the Undertaker, like all that shit. The entrances, they all, they care about that more. And I I don't, I don't give a shit. So (laughs) like, it's, it's really unfortunate, but um, Balor and Andrade, I thought that this was, this is basically a dream match when you're looking at it. Like he's a demon character taking on an up and coming guy in Andrade. He's done it all in NXT. I would like to see Andrade have Zelina Vega a little more. Like, I think on, like, when he starts becoming a successful mid-card talent, maybe even a main eventer in the next year or so, I want to see Zelina Vega with him. I want to see what she can do as a manager that can talk. Because I love Zelina Vega. I think she brings that heel heat. And when she gets involved in matches, like, it's pretty good, too. Like, she's effective. We've seen her do some pretty crazy shit before. So, I think sky's the limit for both these guys. But I think Andrade, give him a year, I think, uh, Big things are coming for him, hopefully, at least, in this company. Um, Next up, Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon. McMahon gets another high-profile victory beating Roman Reigns. Why, Alino? Again, why?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He beat the Miz. Do you think that's a big high-profile victory? No, he's not satisfied. Roman Reigns, he beats him with help from Drew McIntyre, but he still beats Roman Reigns. So now when Drew McIntyre faces Roman... Roman's in a yeah, squash Drew. If he squashes him too, which will probably happen, where does that leave Drew McIntyre? He just looks like a henchman for Shane McMahon. And Roman, yeah, you beat Drew, but you couldn't beat Shane. And that's the story again. And we're going to have another high-profile match for Shane. And he's going to be on TV more often, Monday and Tuesday, for 20-minute promos. Just everything's so
0: positive from that. What a mess. The, oh the, the one God. thing that pisses me off about all this, okay, he feuded with Miz for, it seemed like a fucking year. It's probably like two months. <laughs> he, he won that feud somehow. And then he goes on to Roman and they're like double and triple teaming him with Elias and Drew. And I'm just thinking to myself, where is Miz to help Roman. yeah wouldn't that make sense wouldn't that continuity kind of like well didn't they do that at the beginning weren't the Miz and Roman like consistently together and then the next three weeks Miz was just kind of there he had like a wash segment and like why wouldn't you help Roman like like (laughs) I don't get it I think
1: at this point they just got really lazy and they said you know what we're gonna put Miz in the 50-man battle royal and are going to have him like a final four and people are going to forget about him being involved with Shane and Roman the weeks before we'll so never
0: forget. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I won't. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns like we always say this we always say he's going to be the WWE champion like eventually SummerSlam rolls around probably be the WWE champion but I can't see him being that right now like I'm looking at what he's done since he's come back and like I don't see Vince actually rushing him yet I feel like when he was healthy before the, well, before the cancer and he was getting handed everything. I, I think he really looked back and he was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't give Roman everything. Maybe we should kind of wait and have him kind of go over organically as he has been over actually. And they haven't fucked it up yet. So I, wa- I want to see Roman Reigns in a high profile match. But if that means he's just going to get shit on and booed constantly, then I guess don't do it for the sake of your company but yeah man like Roman losing to Shane is just it's embarrassing. That's a, that's it's absurd bad. man like like if I'm Roman Reigns backstage like I wouldn't accept that like you know there's some wrestlers like, like no nah, I'm not losing to him like why would I why would I want to lose to Shane McMahon
0: it's <laughs> like, not like a selfish thing too. it just doesn't make sense long term
1: especially if you're Drew like if I'm Drew it's like in the long run if I'm facing well he is facing Roman at stomping grounds so he's gonna lose yeah. Drew's losing he has to lose Unless this keeps going till extreme rules and you're gonna see Shane versus Roman in a steel cage match.
0: I can, like I can see that actually. Yeah. That, that's why. Like I don't I don't know what what's gonna happen here, but you know what I think I, I, I kinda do think leading towards and you're all gonna hate this, is Shane McMahon versus Triple H. Actually, oh yeah, I would like it, but not under these circumstances. Last For what year, Mania, next Mania, watch some high-profile pay-per-view. He's just going to come on and be like, "You're messing up everything, and you're taking advantage of your authority." And loser, fucking retires match yeah, again. That should have, have been H last. Time. Yeah,
2: that should have been last year when they had the whole. He was a commissioner <laughs> of the up-and-coming SmackDown show, and Triple H and the Authority were on Raw. But I think they screwed that up.
1: I don't want to see that.
0: So that's how Shane's run will end, but a lot of fun to get there of
1: course shane's runs in an end like that because triple h ends all runs yep. just like he did with cm punks in 2011 oh that's a long list <laughs> long list very long list he even uh, he ended sting's run before he even came oh. yeah you're gonna have a match in wwe you're gonna lose to me don't worry nice assist by <laughs> seth rollins and you're out of here yeah like literally um next was lucha house party versus lars sullivan when are they gonna push lars sullivan doesn't look like it'll be soon after
2: that. He needed a DQ win to beat three cruiserweights, and he's a monster.
0: I guess, uh, yeah, Lucha House Party had to go over. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who is who's the MVP in the Lucha House Party? Is it Grand
1: matale Mat- whatever that was name is? Yeah, I think Kalisto. He's the guy. I think he's the main guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're all sick, though. They're just... They're not used at yeah. all. And, no. and they have a stupid Dorado. <laughs> yeah. They
2: have a stupid gimmick team. Team name. Uh, everything about it. They come up with a... What is a Pinata? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like... <laughs>
0: but, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> on Raw, though. Oh, my God. Crime time. <laughs> they redid the fucking match on Raw. And Lars won clean. Like, why couldn't you do that on the Friday? <laughs> Should have been a 10-second match. Should have hit his
2: finisher on all three. Stacked them up and just pin them to look like a monster but no dq
1: i'm just waiting for his first like actual feud and i want to see who it's with because i feel like it's going to be braun Strowman. <laughs> he's oh. gonna lose <laughs> yeah braun will eat lars alive and that's it next we had triple h randy orton apparently this match is great i didn't
0: really watch it it's uh everything you'd expect out of these two and given the fact that the crowd and it's all nostalgia over there yeah they ate it up and they went on for like half an hour and yeah, apparently good stuff. Yeah, Way too long, though.
1: Apparently, uh, Orton went for the punt in this match. He wanted to end fucking Triple H's career here. I think that's our favorite thing out of Randy the punt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Point. I love the. Oh, my God. When he goes in the
2: corner, I'm like, oh, oh. I actually like that with Randy Orton, there seems to be like a long-term plan in mind. I think there is a long-term yeah. plan, and
1: that's crazy to
2: think. Because he beat Triple H, but then online, he wants to face Aleister Black. Like, they're trying to tease it there, and then... Finn Balor too he's teasing like am going after the Intercontinental title so at least there's two feuds for Randy Orton that they could go towards and long-term planning and storylines but I want to see Orton and Aleister Black I think that would be a oh, good yeah. first feud for Aleister Black uh,
1: I, I want to see I heard even heard rumors that Randy might be involved in the WWE title picture again I heard he might be involved with uh with Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston at Extreme Rules Was I heard that, that might interview? be I heard yeah. that might be a
0: triple threat match I just want to see more out of Randy because I know he can still go. But there are times, I feel like we've had this conversation like every day the last eight years. (laughs) Like, he just doesn't seem motivated, or I don't know if it's the lackadaisical kind of, you know, he goes through the motions and it's kind of his character, but we've been watching it for so long where it just comes off as lazy. But like, we know he's good. We just want a little more from him. I
2: think it's a promo, too. They need to just let him go and talk instead of just having the same, like, scripted thing where he's like a viper and he slithers like a snake. Like, okay, that's cool. Uh-oh. I
1: think I think the the crazy thing with Randy Orton is the he knows that he's getting older. So I think he now knows that his role with the company is kind of becoming, you know, a little bit less secure. Like his role is becoming a little less secured every week to be featured every week. Yeah. So he knows that he has to come out here and and work his ass off. So I want to see him bring the pump back. I don't see why that – like I don't see why he got rid of it. I think that's a perfect – that's the perfect heel finisher. Just punt someone in the head and that's it. Like the way that they brought that in too to his character when he was punting the McMahons, it's like
0: – All of them.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> punting Shane in the head. I want to see that right now. Just punt them right in the head. Punted Vince,
0: RK the staff. Oh, God.
1: Awesome stuff, but – yeah, if if I, I I do think Orton is going to be a big part of SmackDown moving forward because of Fox and Randy Orton is a household name, so I don't want to see Orton win the WWE title again. No, I don't think I don't. he needs it, but if it's to like put Kofi over and you know make his run a little bit more memorable, then so be it. But um, up next was a meaning a meaningless singles match, Strowman versus Lashley. I've been saying that we've been seeing this feud since like what? september of last year october of last year like it's been going for a while
0: i would be in for this if it happened when Strowman was at his peak when everyone loved him when was that like a year ago maybe two and lashley first came in and you could have had those two go at it for the first time wouldn't actually be a big deal now it's like the seventh or eighth program on the show
1: it's just a shame when you look at Braun Strowman. What could have been the last like couple years? Yeah. Like you tease him so many times, and I I specifically blame Brock Lesnar. I like <laughs> when you look at Strowman's career, that's all Brock Lesnar's fault, all of it. Come on. I think that's Vince
0: McMahon's fault. <laughs> they tie it together. Yeah, 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 it's
1: both of them. But like, man, like you're gonna have Brock Lesnar hold the title for that long, and you see how important Strowman is to Raw. And you're not going to give it to him, like, not even once? Damn it. And now, like, everyone's saying he's stale, he's boring. And it's like, you know what? You ruined him. (laughs) This guy even lost his – this guy's losing weight every time I see him. He's getting more jacked, more fit. Looks amazing now. And, like, nothing. (laughs) Like, nothing. You have nothing for him. So, like, I really hope Strowman. I know you're not going to like this. I hope Strowman in the next, like, three, four months gets a push again because I think he still needs at least one – Like main event title. I think he needs one at least.
2: I feel bad for both of them.
1: Lashley and Strowman. Well you've always had big big hopes for Lashley. He came in, like I think he doubts himself now. Like why the hell did I come back to this company? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Ever since Leo Rush went like is done. They had
2: him pose every week. Bend down and slap his ass in front of the camera. Hit <laughs> him with the pose. <laughs> then they had him come out with sunglasses and just do that pose again. they take his manager away from him when they were starting to build momentum. Then they have him and Braun Strowman on Raw in an arm wrestling match to promote this match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Like, what's going through their mind? I'd love to know. Because these two guys should be in, like, main event spots of Raw or SmackDown. But instead, they're having arm wrestling matches WWE logic what are you gonna
1: do yeah it's just uh a lot of people have said they wanted to see lashley and lesnar like it's like a dream match that a lot of people wanted to see apparently vince still might want to do that sometime down the line but i don't know what like lashley the more i see him the less i give a shit and like it's so sad to say because he had potential with leo rush like as the ic champ and like
0: right when leo went down yeah just a shit show from there.
1: Yeah, like, because Lashley's not a good talker. Like, he
0: he can't carry programs that often.
1: Like, it's just tough for him.
0: They were on the right track at first, though, when they put him with Reigns, and he actually beat him at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And then they fucked it up when they did the rematch one day later, and Reigns won. So, like, who's going to face Brock or whatever, and then nothing happened from there. It just
1: when you have a part-time champ things like that happen where you're looking at guys and it's like yeah okay lesnar's not here but he's our champ but like who's our next brock lesnar like it's literally i think what vince thinks when he sees these two guys it's like are you going to be like our next big show or our next brock lesnar like are you going to be the next guy that muscle mass like because we all know he loves muscle like he fucking dies he jerks off scott steiner in the back that's why he brought him over but yeah like Bobby Lashley and Strowman are the biggest what-ifs I think in WWE at least today I think well you have to include Shinsuke in that too but um, Lashley and Strowman those are big what-ifs right now and this match obviously Strowman won because why the fuck would Lashley win this (laughs) why would Lashley win that like honestly like it make too much sense he needs
0: it more yeah
1: they, they both need it but it doesn't matter up next we have was Kofi Kingston and Ziggler It was a nice surprise. I haven't seen Ziggler in a while. Um, Apparently, this match, though, was not their best. And apparently, Ziggler didn't look that good because of the ring rust. And um, I thought the the ending was pretty perfect. I think, uh, you know, getting Xavier Woods uh, involved there, you know, and then doing the Trouble in Paradise. I love how Ziggler complained after the match. He went to Byron Saxton. He's like, I want this guy in a steel cage. I want to beat the shit out of him. I want the title. Give it to me now. I just love that drive from Ziggler, but I don't see him as a WWE champion anymore.
0: He's one of those guys that... You know, like you know he's not winning it. It's kind of like, I guess like Braun, like he's just right there and they've teased him for so long, for Dolph, years, so oh many my fucking god, years. Like, <laughs> like this is it, he's going through and then he doesn't go through. Cesaro, this is the time. Oh no, it's not the time.
1: <laughs> like Strowman, no mercy, I thought he was going to beat Lesnar.
0: Nope, not the time.
1: <laughs> he didn't kick out a 1 f 5. Like, what? What? So I don't know what this match, I, I know Kevin Owens was supposed to be the guy, but he wasn't going to Super Showdown. Yeah. He, he simply said, I'm not going, I'm not comfortable going. So I guess they they just called Ziggler like, hey, I know you're, you haven't been on WWE TV for a while. You want a WWE title shot? So like, Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. And I got to give Kofi Kingston credit because I feel like he doesn't get enough credit, especially because the product has been so bad. And a lot of people are actually blaming Kofi. And they're blaming that he's not a big enough star to hold the WWE title. But, man, his run has been amazing. Ever since he won the title, I I haven't seen a bad match from him, really. Whose fault would that be if he's not a big enough star? (laughs)
0: Because you can say this about, like, everyone except for maybe a handful of guys.
1: Well, Roman, obviously, Seth. But even at times, Seth, I look at him and it's like, I feel like yeah. you're not big enough. He's starting to be a little cringy with his uh, promos, just a little bit. <laughs> they gotta fuck off with this Becky Lynch Seth Rollins relationship. Yeah. On Can TV. you fuck off like with like it? I
0: mean, like oh, and there, there's like a again backstage. Yeah. I'm like, just, shut the fuck why, up. Why 50 up. million
1: <laughs> pictures they showed online?
2: I
0: didn't know. <laughs> Keep <laughs> that for after TV. Like we gotta put that part of the programming. Like not everyone keeps up with that. If you're just if you're a casual viewer and you tune in, you're like, yeah. wait, what? They're dating. <laughs> Is that a storyline? What's happening? Yeah, like uh,
1: I don't understand. But what do you guys think's gonna happen next with Kofi, with his run? I think
2: it's just gonna continue past Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph is just a filler feud. Do you think? Because I, I, Biggie's back now. Do you think he's gonna feud with Biggie eventually? I hope. I don't know. I kind of hope they don't break them up because I like them as a unit, like the New Day, and they're so entertaining together. Even though I think Biggie could be a bigger star, but I think right now they should just stay with Kofi. Have him run with it. And Until then, Lesnar cashes. Yeah, and then Lesnar cashes in, and maybe that's when Big E comes up, and he takes a title at WrestleMania or something.
0: I feel like the breakup of the New Day, though, will be, like, the climax of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, that'll be the – because, like, after that, yeah. do you really see any of those three guys breaking out into whatever you envision? It would
2: be Big E. Yeah, because he had it before, like, when he was an intercontinental champ. With the, uh, yeah, it was Ziggler he was partnered mm-hmm. with, and then – after that well like you again you're
1: back. looking when biggie had that singles run he was feuding with like like
0: curtis axel yeah. curtis
1: axel yeah. and ryback like the division was not strong no, at all i don't all.
0: know if there was a division no
2: they just threw <laughs> it on it wasn't even relevant the title so that's
1: it? why i think if biggie were to break out he has a lot of people he could face where they could put like they could put biggie over like a randy orton or a alistair black Or a Samoa Joe. Like, you could have guys, you could just have Big E run over guys like that. Maybe even, uh, knowing WWE's logic, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a Big E versus Lars Sullivan feud.
0: And then Lars will win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, but again, like, if Brock Lesnar cashes in on Kofi and wins, like, what happens to Kofi after that? Like, that,
0: I feel like it's done for him. He's not beating Brock. You're just... You're going back to square one. As bad as... Listen... Hear me out
1: on this. As bad as this made sound... Remember when Dean Ambrose won the WWE title? 2016. Cashed in. Beat fucking Seth Rollins. Had that title. Had a nice little run with it. And then lost to AJ Styles. Do you remember what happened to Dean Ambrose after that? (laughs) He went down. A downward spiral. Yeah, he almost died. In his injury.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So... Like, I'm worried that if Brock Lesnar cashes in on Kofi Kingston, Kofi's going to be nowhere in 2020. He's going to be nowhere. Yeah. And if he's somewhere, it's probably a tag team with Xavier Woods.
0: So. I think uh, regardless of Brock, as much as I've grown to like Kofi over the last few years, the second he loses that title, I see him going right back to where he was. That's what I mean. Like It doesn't nowhere. have to be Brock. Just regardless. Just The second this is over, the next feud, it's done. Yeah, I think they just carried up that momentum he built. And, well, at least they went
2: with it. I'm surprised they didn't just say, oh, okay, no, we're still going to go Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. They actually changed plans and went with Kofi, but I think it was inevitable. Once he loses the title, it's either the tag team with Xavier Woods or maybe just right back to the U.S. title like the Miz has been doing for the last almost 10 years.
1: (laughs) Well, up next we are going to talk about is... The 50-man battle royal. And uh, 51-man battle royal, (laughs) sorry. Um, Piniello, what were your thoughts on this one? This must have been a long-ass match. Jesus Christ.
0: I think a lot of people were like, is it a battle royal or a royal rumble? Because how the fuck are they going to fit 50 people in the ring? And then you see it there and you're like, this is just a disaster. I can't even see the fucking mat. It's just a clusterfuck. It was not good. It was the sloppiest thing I've ever seen. And then, the who, who won? What's his name? Mansoor. So that's your there's your next Universal Champion, obviously, because monumental moment. I don't understand why you do
1: moments like this. I know it's in Saudi Arabia, but if you're not even a part of
0: WWE, then why are you winning? I think he's at the Performance Center. Yeah. Just, just, just joined yeah. NXT. Like, he just joined them. He's still, like, relatively new there, back and forth. You know the drill. He
1: looks like a more jacked Muhammad Ali. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, my God. Mustafa Ali. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think they actually took a picture after they the show. The like, man. they literally yeah.
1: look. I'm looking at this picture. They look identical. Yeah. <laughs> so, if that is any indication, that means that he'll probably get a push in NXT. 100%.
0: This is probably a one and done. And I hope so. Yay, our hometown guy won. Okay. That's and then he'll go back to the next Saudi
2: Arabia
1: show and beat Walter or someone or Pete Dunn. And then to close out the show, we had the dream match. The match that everybody, everybody wanted to see. Including myself. I wanted to see this match. I wanted to see how bad it was gonna be. Goldberg and the Undertaker. Now was this worse than Triple Was this worse than Undertaker and Brock Lesnar at Mania 30?
0: Yeah. Fuck
1: because <laughs> that match I remember the result I couldn't sit through and the match I could not sit through. That might've been the most uncomfortable I've ever, like the most uncomfortable match I ever watched. When, when Taker lost, I, I remember watching it on DVD again after and I'm like, good God, this was fucking awful. Like if this match delivered at all, this, I would have been the, one of the best manias ever. It didn't deliver. You got a concussion during the match. It was like two he could barely, on. he could barely move. Like it was just an awful match.
0: This was worse for me because Goldberg knocked himself out going to the fucking ring and he knocks his head on the door. Vintage WCW. Oh, my God. And then he spears the ring post within the first minute. And then you can tell, like, it looks like he's on, like, six different kinds of drugs. And then he keeps trying to go on with the match, goes up for the jackhammer. I'm like, you a 300-pound guy and you're not even fucking there. So he goes for the jackhammer and it looks like a brain buster. And he drops him right on his fucking head. Just, it was the Lesnar-Taker match, like, times a 100. What about
2: the tombstone? Oh, my God. That was another concussion.
0: I don't know which one was worse. Just for their safety, like, stop doing this. <laughs> Can
1: I be honest with you? Like, I'm looking at this match. I saw highlights. I laughed out loud, like, four times. And this is just ruining their legacies, man. Come on. It's like there's a problem. You know, bad the other Saudi Arabia show was? When Kane's mask came off?
0: No, he punched him so hard his mask came off. That's what yeah. Cole said.
1: And then sh- and then Shawn Michaels comes out of retirement for that. He's bald. Couldn't fucking ra- I love Shawn. He couldn't save that match. And you're telling the Undertaker here, Goldberg, that was the worst jack hat, the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't know if he got a concussion during it. uh a Taker I don't know if Goldberg's back is there. I don't know if his hip is there. Did Ticker even take a spear during this match? Oh, yeah, he took
0: a few. I'm surprised. So his hip is probably
1: fucking done. Like He just recently
0: had hip replacements. They're both 50, both of them. It's like there's a part of you that wants to go, "Ah, I told you, you fucking idiot. You shouldn't have booked this and see what happened. And then, like, yeah, they're both in their 50s. They're both not in the best shape now. Goldberg didn't look that good. They Brutally got injured, both of them during the match. All fucking Goldberg's fault. Bleeding. <laughs> and like, you're really going to throw millions of dollars at these. Like, just think about your health now. You've, you've had amazing legacies. Like, it's time to tone it down. <laughs> just retire. Like,
1: if I'm the Undertaker, I'll only do, like, signings. I'm not wrestling. Like, I'll go to Vince will be like, I'm physically done. I'm not wrestling anymore. But I will come to signings, whatever. I will support the company, but not physically i'm done with that goldberg he still kind of looks physically there but you could just tell that he just he looks like a grandpa grandpa goldberg it's
0: just awful man but the fact that even this main evented like what why i think the like the entrances were enough just the visual yeah because it was such a huge fucking setting and then you have the undertaker and goldberg and like a spear and a jackhammer to start it would have been fine.
1: Like, is that That's why? It. Is that why these are called Super Showdown? Because of like the
0: nostalgia
1: between like, because even the last main event was like, you know, uh, DX versus the Taker and the K- brothers K- of the Destroy- show. Yeah, so it's like, is it called Super Showdown because it's like a nostalgia type thing? Like, I don't
0: I think, know. I think it's just because of where they're in, where they're located. But the Super so it's Showdown. just so it's just it's just coincidence then yeah but the first super showdown was actually the australia pay-per-view yes because they just didn't bother to change the fucking name the god uh, what is it the greatest uh, royal rumble yeah that royal was the
1: crown jewel yeah yeah <laughs> <Which> <laughs> that was the now? one i
2: was yeah. talking about crown with jewel world, was awful Was that the one with the world with shane one? world cup yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: oh my god good times that's where it started
1: <laughs> yeah that's it that's it for super
0: showdown um Is there anything you guys are looking forward to moving forward with WWE television? How they manage Drew after this Shane stuff kind of blows over because I really hope they don't do it again with him because when they sign him to NXT, I'm like fucking finally this was one of the guys who I said this is going to be the guy carrying the next 10-15 years and they goofed it the first time. I really hope they don't goof it a second time. I'm with you there. I don't know what they're going to do with this guy. He came back for NXT. It looked like
2: so promising. He could be a main eventer again. And then downhill right now. The last year, ever since they broke up with Dolph and they had him with Roman at WrestleMania, that was the beginning of the end, I think, unfortunately.
1: Now, we all know that AEW is very successful. They've been very successful so far. If there's anything you need to do to change WWE television, what is it and why? A lot. (laughs)
2: like
0: like you can't start anywhere like there's too much to start at say uh more creative freedom with the promos because guys like seth when they get on the mic and you're saying it's a little cringy maybe show some personality it won't be so fucking cringy my you know what i think they need to do
1: i think they need to do an nxt takeover takeover wwe (laughs) i think they need to do that i think they need to do a Vince versus Triple H feud. Oh, that's I like think Vince versus Triple H match. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think I think they need to do what what Shane and Vince did way back all those years ago. I think you need to do that. And if not that, just do a pay per view that revolves around the tag team division. Would like would you not be a? Po- I know it's not happening.
0: It's Vince McMahon. Damn it! But like, <laughs> they do have the Dusty Classic down there. Which yeah, is pretty yeah, solid when that comes around. Good.
1: But uh. I want to see NXT just come out and battle WWE superstars. See what happens there.
2: Or super showdown. Make it around NXT, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown. You have champions from all of them facing each other, and that'll turn it from a house show to like something that doesn't have to do with WWE, but something people want to watch and actually give money when they go to the arena and not just want to watch like Monsieur
1: win a battle royal like imagine a, like imagine an adam cole versus seth rollins your nxt champ versus your universal champ like I, or matt I, riddle bro versus brock lesnar bro <laughs> yeah bro would win that yeah matt riddle would, would, would no you come know come what out. brock would win that he'd look at me like who the hell is this guy i'm not fucking putting him over yeah no uh i don't know i don't know what what to believe anymore i think wwe they know that they're in trouble i think they know that um that's why Brock has been on TV for five weeks in a row. Oh, but uh, moving forward, I still think Roman Reigns is going to win the WWE title. I think was it you that sent, or was it you that sent the Shane McMahon WWE chat <laughs> No, oh no, no, that wasn't me. Shane beats Kobe. <laughs> I think it was Caribetta. I think he sent me a, a post. And it was Shane McMahon holding the WWE title. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. He's looking oh strong. Oh, my God. He you know, beats Kofi to
2: end the run. I think that's when I go on hiatus. Or, or maybe <laughs> Shane beats Kofi, and then Roman challenges Shane, and that's your SummerSlam main event in Toronto. I'll <laughs> fucking
1: lose my mind if that's the case. What would you do if the main event... Like, what you do at the main event of SummerSlam is your WWE champion Shane McMahon <laughs> versus Triple H for the WWE. I
0: mean, I kind of said that before, but like.
1: That would be that's the event. worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> or do like a Shane McMahon versus a returning John Cena. Oh my god. Oh you god! to yeah, build new stars somewhere. Only now is not the time. His time is now. Like you said, the last 20 years. <laughs> because God. he's John Cena.
0: recognized. Yeah, that was a good
1: promo. I like that one. Oh, my God. Speaking of injured superstars, before we go, where's AJ Styles?
0: It's been a few weeks, hasn't it?
1: So what's going on
0: with that guy? Do you remember the original injury? Because I don't remember. I don't Because he was supposed to be in that fatal four-way number one contenders. I didn't didn't, he, get, didn't he get attacked by Baron? Yeah. But apparently, like, that's an actual injury. They weren't, like, playing that off.
2: Oh. He also has, like, in his clause, where he has, like, certain amount of time off each year. So, Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, we re- when he re-signed the one, I think, February or March, he worked out to, like, work a little less dates because he's older. But I think he actually is legit injured. Just I don't think it's as serious. And Daniel Bryan's another guy where... You're tag team yeah, champions uh, right there. Planet's tag champs. He's uh, a little banged up, but I don't think it's that serious either.
1: When do
0: you think they're going to pull uh, pull the trigger with AJ again? They have I to. They think, have to. I think they'll take a break on him just because he's had so much time at the top recently. Like Roman,
1: he'll find his way back around. I wouldn't be surprised if he's holding it at SummerSlam either. He's just that type of guy. You could just put it on him and they're not worried. It's like, yeah, AJ, we know you are You could You could carry it. Just take it. It's a safe pick now. So would you do it as a heel? Yeah. And have it as a club? Have Luke Gallows
2: and Anderson finally do something on Well, TV. man, like if, if,
1: if, if Seth is going to be this cringy baby face, then you can't have AJ a cringy baby face either. So you got to make one of them a heel. Yeah, bring the club back. Make them fucking relevant. And, uh... You can add Finn Balor, there's your there's your top boom, heel faction there's your top heel faction right there
0: yeah. simple booking i mean when, i don't how, understand why it's so hard is there a like a main faction on the main roster i don't think so. no new Not day. for
1: not, yeah you maybe say the new day is like the top you should have one that just i mean i thought it was gonna be sanity but they didn't amount to anything <laughs> like at all
0: and they put them all on separate brands literally yeah
1: Like, I even thought that maybe they were going to even put Alistair Black with Sanity at some point. They didn't even do that. And now a couple of them just left. Not even there anymore. Uh, Even, uh, I think, eventually, I think Bray Wyatt is going to bring someone with him. If it's Alistair Black, if it's even Braun Strowman, I don't know. But I think think Bray Wyatt has something cooking up his sleeve. I think uh, if there's one guy that has to be doing something in the next two, three months, it's Bray Wyatt. Because I've been hearing his name for too long now and you gotta be doing something. Again, you don't you haven't heard of Bray Wyatt that much, haven't heard a lot of AJ. I wouldn't be surprised if they just throw AJ in that, that fun house. Yeah. Look like, I would not be surprised if they do that. Oh, I don't know if that's smart though. But that's Bray Wyatt. He feuds <laughs> I, with everybody. I, I like, no lose. <laughs> like remember, he feuded with all the shield, all singles feuds, lost I, every single one of them. Yeah. Lost to Jericho. I think he feuded with John Cena. Cena lost.
0: Feud with Finn forever. Oh God! Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then
2: they had the Snapchat filters, and they finally ended that feud. And Matt Hardy came back, and
1: and then Matt Hardy won the the Hundred the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, When oh, Bray Wyatt. The
2: last time we saw him was helping. I hate it. WWE.
1: man. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Um, also, what the hell is going on? What is, what is going on with the women's division? I feel like I've never been more lost in my life. <laughs> I, tu- I tune in. Lacey Evans wins one day. Sh- one day Alexa Bliss is face. The next she's heel. Lacey Evans heel face heel. Charlotte Flair. I don't know if she's a heel or face anymore. Bailey like still a face. Yeah. I know, but like, do you take her serious? Like, I, I don't even know. Like. There's just so many questions for me with the women's division. Like I just feel right now it's off because they put so much effort into it going into mania. And I feel like all that momentum they had just sunk completely. <laughs> it's, it's gone now. Like even like a lot of people I've seen with Becky Lynch, like they're over her reign already. I think it's because she
2: didn't win in decisive fashion at WrestleMania. That was, like, the big thing. She won with, like, the shoulder was up. Like, there was that, oh, like, oh, she didn't really win. If she were to make her tap or something, like, huge, like, throw her through a table or something, made it a big impact move, people would probably be still up on her. But it's slowly getting stale. They seem to do
0: that a lot, the roll-ups and the cheeky finishes. Yeah. Like, why can't someone just get a clean win? i don't understand why that's so hard
1: i don't understand why they're having becky lynch involved so much with seth rollins <laughs> i don't understand that at all like does becky lynch need seth rollins to be relevant like i don't understand is that what they're trying to imply here or does Seth is seth irrelevant without becky like i don't know like what are they what are they thinking with these segments
0: I don't think they know. Someone probably just went on Twitter and said, "Oh, they're dating." Let's have them in backstage segments and have it mean nothing. But we're promoting it so people yeah. will know that we know. <laughs> like taken on
1: on Raw this week, Becky Lynch and Bailey faced Lacey Evans and Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. I thought that Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss were faces. Yeah.
0: And like now they're with late. Like what? Did you uh <laughs> did you see before when they did the Becky and Lacey promo and like the screen is split in half? Lacey's on one side and Becky. To me, those are the corniest things in the world. Yeah.
1: They're probably right beside each other. Yeah, probably. They're probably like yeah. literally
0: like, they have,
1: just, like a the divider other side like, in the down, down yeah. the hall. It's like, it's dumb. I, I don't understand. That at all, either like the split screen we've seen in the past, it, it was just awkward and it did not work with Strowman and Lesnar. Oh, that was bad,
0: <laughs> I remember that.
1: But, like, even again, like, why does Paul Heyman have to come out and announce when Lesnar cashes in? Yeah, the
2: whole point of it is supposed to be when he feels like it. So, why are they saying that you have to
0: cash it in right away? Now he knows, yeah, he's got a whole year.
2: <laughs> Seth Rollins, screw you, Boom. just dipped.
0: I think you're right on the Friday, though. Yeah. In October. Yeah. Just makes sense now.
2: Just on who, because Kofi, you never know if Shane's going to pop in there,
1: take that title that he's never had. And before I go, like, I just want to talk about the main event. Like, what the fuck happened on Raw? Like, Rollins wins by, uh, no, uh, Owens wins by DQ against
0: Rollins. Oh, uh, Sammy was the... (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) He was the official, like, the outside official. I forgot the actual name for it. They change shit all the time. And then what? Corbin just attacked him. I think yeah. After, but like he he had a suicide dive on Owens, barely touched Zayn who was involved in that, and Sammy disqualified him. Oh my god. So Owens got the win by DQ, and then they kicked the shit out of Seth. And then but Seth obviously got the better of them and beat the hell out of Sammy to end the show. Cause why not shit on Sammy? That seems to be the theme since 2016. I'm just lost, man. Damn it
1: okay when stomping grounds happens we'll have more direction and you know what the direction will be of drew he'll be in the shitter because he's gonna get squashed unless shane roman extreme rules steel cage match it's probably gonna happen hopefully uh hopefully raw or smackdown tonight is at least kind of bearable and entertaining will we see a lesnar cash in tonight who knows I doubt it. Will we see paul Heyman come out and announce when he will probably um But other than that, guys, just stay tuned and keep watching.